pandemic, all the stuff, all the, in the spirit realm, I think today is a day that's going to change the world. I feel like today is a day spiritually that is going to do something in our church, in churches in Wilmington, in churches overall. I'm, 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 I put on Facebook last night and I, pray, I prayed over all these churches in our town and, and everywhere that, that they get souls being saved and, and people change their lives, you know, and just that turnover really happens and that change happens in our cities because of today. And, and, and it is going to happen today. I'm just telling you, I feel that in my spirit, man. I just, I just know that I know that I know in my spirit that God in the spirit realm is doing something today. You know, just like you know how 9-11, the next day everybody came to church, it was, a, it was a shift. Well, today is going to be a shift in the spirit as well. And I've got one scripture. And today, I'm, you know, today is, is a, about Jesus raising her from the dead. And so uh, I, I'm believing that you came today and your life's going to get changed. So I got, I'm just going to read you one scripture and then I'm going to talk to you for about about 20, 25 minutes and then, then we'll be done. Matthew 8 and 6. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said he would. Come see where his body was laying. I love Easter. I love Easter because we all, you know, we, you know we, we're normal a, a church where I wear blue jeans and maybe a polo or, a, you know, sometimes I'll dress up a little bit, not very often, you know, everybody kind of dresses down. But Easter, you see, so, well, I love it because here today there's people that, are, that decide to dress up a little bit and there's people that still decided to be themselves. And that's what I, that's what I love about this church is you could be yourself. You ain't got to put on for nobody. You ain't got to dress up like everybody. You ain't got to dress down like everybody. If you want to dress in a three-piece suit, man, I'm going to say you look sharp today. You know, if you, want, if you want to wear whatever, I'm going to be like, praise God. I'm just glad you're here. You know, but so, so because, you know, it's, it's Easter. It's not like you don't know what I'm going to talk about, right? <laughs> right? It's not, it's not a trick. You know, a lot of times some people come on Easter and Christmas, and they call them Christers, right? You know, Christmas and Easter, Christers, you know. And, and, and so I want those people, if you're online or in here today, you know, we welcome you. But I want you to know I have more than two sermons. <laughs> because every time you come, you just hear two sermons. He was born and he died and raised, you know. I, if you go on Facebook, there's, there's more sermons. I just wanted to put that out there real fast. There's more than just two. But I love Easter. You know why? Because Easter is the very perfect day ever, ever in your life to give your life to Jesus. Because today is the day why we give our life to Jesus. So what better thing to say is I gave my life to Jesus on Easter, the day that he resurrected. We celebrate him resurrecting from the grave and becoming an You might have been reading books. You might have been looking at a podcast. You might have been watching us online or watching somebody else online. You might have been, I don't know what, what you've been doing. You've been looking at talking to somebody at work, talking to a family member, and you're coming today. You're like, I'm going to come today and I'm going to receive Christ. I'm going to really do that. I'm gonna, I think I'm ready to make that change. I'm ready, I'm ready to, to do that. Um, I'm not sure how I do that, but I'm going to do it. You know, I had somebody um, not too long ago that, that came, and, and I just, I'm just going to use this for the rest of my ministry. And I, you probably heard it before, some of you that started to come. But this young man said, hey, I don't know what I just signed up for, but I know there needs to be a change. That's what salvation is all about. Not figuring it all out, not knowing everything, not trying to stop all your sin, trying to quit all your junk, try, try, trying to do stuff that you shouldn't be doing. You're, try, you're trying to clean up before you, you, you get saved. No, no. Today is all about saying, you know what? Listen, I just know there needs to be a change and I got to change something and we'll, we'll, I'll figure it out with you. Okay? And then I love those people that have both feet on the brake. They come in here and they got both feet on the brake. I'm not getting saved. Don't, you know, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I'm here because grandma said if I come to church today, she'll feed me. 
I'm here because I got this hot chick beside me. She's going to make me look good for my Easter pictures and get some clout and get a lot of views. You know, maybe you're here because you, somebody, you promised somebody you'll go to church, you know, and someone said, please, please, and they've been at you like, dear God, I'll go on Easter. Just leave me alone. And you're like, I'm not getting saved. That's okay. I'm just glad you're here today. I'm just glad you're here today. But whether you receive Christ or not, and I believe that you will, hopefully, at, after the sermon, but if you decide not to, I want you to know, number one, is that, that, that I love you, and I'm glad to have you, and I want you back. If you don't decide to get, receive Christ today, I want you to know, number two, that God still loves you, and you're not some evil person. And I want you to know, number three, that regardless of, of, of whether you th why you think you're here, God has you here for a reason today. And Easter is the best weekend for this. And even if you say, you know what? Even if today you consider to be a Christian, even though you know one. Even if you say that you, want to, you, you may decide today to be a Christian in spite of that you're married to one that didn't live in their life. In spite of that you, that you, that you go to school or to work with a bunch of them that aren't living right. If maybe you, you, you try to want to come to Christ today in spite of the fact that, you, that you, go, you work around a bunch of people that push Jesus through down your throat and you don't like that. Maybe you've had a bad church experience and you had a, a pastor that hurt you or you had a person in the church. Because I don't believe in church hurt. It's people hurt. Don't blame the whole church for it. Don't blame all Christians for it. And so, you know, and you think that even though you, you, you felt like God didn't answer your prayers as a child and that maybe your mom passed and you don't understand why, in spite of all that, maybe today you can come to Christ because you're going to understand the real meaning of what being a Christian is rather than a convoluted um, um, definition of what you have always heard and what you've always seen. Because what we need today is we need real Christians. Not like those people that you're saying that you're not going to become a Christian like because of them. We need people like you to say, I'm going to be the real deal so people can know the fake and know that Jesus is alive. See, the great thing is the foundation of the Christian faith is, is, is um, the foundation of Christian faith when we celebrate Easter is not because is, the foundation is not Christians. The foundation is not, is not Christian behavior. It's not prayer or answer prayer. The foundation of Christianity is not that. It's all about today, Resurrection Sunday. This is the foundation of Christianity. And there's something that is unexplainable, and I want to share that with you today. It's just, just no explanation why the church exists today. And, I want, and when I share this with you, you, you may not have really thought about this, but today, there's millions and millions of people, over a third of the world, all around the, the whole entire world, that is celebrating today for a Jewish carpenter that only went live in his life for about three and a half years and never went more than 30 miles from his home. He never quoted a, a speech that was recorded and he never wrote a book. And over 2,000 years later, we're still talking about this man and we're here today because of him. I want you to think about what I just said. He only went live for, and I say live because Facebook live, we only went live with his life for three and a half years. He never went more than 30, he didn't travel the world. He went 30 miles away from his home, no more than that pretty much. Never wrote a book, never, and today we still, why, it doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. And then 300 years after he died, there was no Bible. Up until about three, 400 years after that. I know probably, probably um, uh, Don probably can help us with that a little bit better, but it's about 300 years or so that there wasn't, any, there wasn't no Bible. There wasn't no, there wasn't no Sunday school. There wasn't no, no, uh, no, there wasn't nobody standing up in front like this right here. There was just word of mouth and stuff, you know, and so it's, it was really, it's really odd on how we are still here today. A lot of people say, well, it was a movement. Well, let me change that, that thought process for you because 
movements all through history have had a charismatic leader like Martin Luther King who was a charismatic leader he had a new message and said I don't like the way things are going things need to change and it appeals to something going on in the culture there was a lot of racism a lot of stuff going on Martin Luther King says I want unity I want us all to be together I want us to be in one accord and one mind I want us to rise up above this I don't want anybody to be less than and he did this and then when he died everybody stood around his grave and stood up and said you know what we want these ideas we want this this process we want this thought process the stories he told we want to remember this forever so let's go out and, and share this and let's push this out and let's do that because, you know, he, 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 wanted, this was, he was so passionate about it that, that, that he moved to Montgomery, Alabama right in the middle of it to try to help, help calm things down. And, and he said, I don't want no violence. And in 1960, 1968, he, he died a violent death. He even had people that tried to join his movement and said, hey, we need to get a little bit more violent. And he said, no, that's not how we're going to do this. But he had this movement going, and so, so then when he died, they picked up the burden, and they picked up the, leader, the leadership picked up the burden, and they kept it alive. And you would say, well, that's what happened with Jesus. Oh, no, 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 no. Let, let me share something with you. No, after close investigation, and historians will, will agree with me that the first problem that, that was with, about Jesus was that he did not advocate a liberation or a revolution. His was unique. He didn't, he didn't try to overthrow the government. He didn't come say, y'all are doing stuff wrong. They're like, you're trying to change the law. He said, no, I come to fulfill the law. I come to raise the bar. He says, I'm just saying that all, this, all the law you have, if you just love the Lord God all your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, that really, that really says it all. Let's raise it up to that. Well, why, why? Because if I love my neighbor as myself, I'm not going to lie to him. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to covet. I'm not going to have adultery, all this stuff. And if I love God with all my heart, soul, and strength, I'm not going to take his name in vain, and, I, and I'm not going to have no other gods before me. It's just, it's just better. So he didn't come to overthrow stuff. It was unique. It was different. His love was, the love he talked about was based on the Old Testament. And then the new aspects of teaching he came in with was love your enemy. They didn't want to do that. You know, pray, pay your taxes. What Caesar's paid to, pay to Caesar. He had guidelines for remarriage and different things. It just wasn't appealing. It wasn't like this great thing that everybody's like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Everybody come to hear, hear him preach. But they came because to hear him preach because they wanted to see miracles and stuff. And then the second one, this, sorry, the second one is the fact that, that uh, the biggest one is that his whole message was centered around him. It was all about Jesus. See, whenever, whenever um, Martin Luther King came, it wasn't about Martin. He wasn't like, hey, y'all follow me. He said, no, 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 it's, it's about this movement. It's about people getting better. It's about people getting together and, 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 and no racism and no, no hate, no, no violence. Jesus never, never, never asked his followers, never asked his followers to, to trust in his ideas, to trust in my parables. He said, trust in me. It wasn't the ideas that got him in trouble. It's who he claimed to be got him in trouble. So they're talking about, they were talking about the city one day, Caesarea Philippi, and Jesus said, I know, I know Caesarea Philippi is, 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 is named after Caesar, so I know who you know who Caesar is, but who do you say I am? And I want you to remember this for, at the end of my message. Peter said, oh, you're the son of God. He said, I think you're the Christ. I think you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. Peter said that. And Jesus didn't say, oh, come on, man, don't talk about me like that. Oh, that's just, you're making me blush. He said, no, no, he, 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 he said, no, it's about, yeah, you're right. Not only are you right, God told you that. God told, and then that really messed people up. Whoa, whoa, what's happening here? 
When Jesus first walked into the public eye, John the Baptist was baptizing the Jordan River. And, uh, and uh, he came and said, when Jesus came up, he didn't say, Behold, this is a man that's going to tell you how to forgive. He didn't say, Behold, this man right here is going to teach, teach you about some love. No, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Come on, you, you follow me? Or you, or you see where I'm going with all this? Jesus was, his, his message was about Jesus. It wasn't about his ideas. It wasn't about his love. It wasn't about his theories. It was about him. He had, and, and, and then 1125, I mean, and then when Lazarus' sisters was, was, whenever Lazarus' sister's brother died, Lazarus died, his, sis, his sisters were there. They wanted to get Jesus because Jesus was a friend. And Jesus waited until he died and showed up. He waited until he died and showed up. And he said, when he got there, he said, whoa. They said, hey, he's, it's been three days. He's begun to think, stinketh by now. And he's like, I, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believe, believes in me, the one who believes in me will live. And then he went on and talked to his disciples in John chapter 14 and 9. And he said, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And all this stuff messed people's minds up. They liked what he said. They liked him. They loved the miracles. But then they watched him die. And when he died, the moment died. The movement died. But how are we here today? Well, but listen, listen, listen. The movement died with him because unlike anybody else, he was a mission. The mission with Martin was for him to, for, to peace and, and no racism, no, 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 no hate, no violence. You know? And so that, that carried on. But when Jesus died, he was, he was a mission. But nobody believed in his message enough. Around his tomb, John was not sitting there saying, Hey, he's the Lamb of God who, 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 who was slain. We got, hey, blessed is he who, who loves the meek and mild. No, there wasn't no, no protesters around there. Matter of fact, all his closest boys were gone. They, they, they peaced out. I'm out. They left. No one believed his claims. They thought he was dead. They did not expect him to live again. They did not expect or believe that he was going to raise from the dead again. And even before he died, Peter, a lot of them gone. Peter, who a while ago, what did I say a while ago? You are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the Son of God. All of a sudden, Jesus starts heading towards the cross. They're like, weren't you with Jesus, Messiah? Who? Who, me? Uh-uh. No, no. I don't, know who, I don't know who that cat is. I don't know. Not me. I, ain't, I, wasn't, I wasn't around him. I don't know him. All these guys, Peter, they all gone. They all left. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all tell the same stories. There's no hero. If they really believed that, every one of them would have said, one, somebody would have said, but I stood by the cross and I protested about Jesus' love and I protested about this and that and the other and I held up signs and I had a march around that. No, they were all gone. Nobody believed it because messiahs don't die. The Son of God can't be killed. You can't crucify and kill the resurrection and the life. How do we go from this scenario right here that we're just talking about with nobody even being there, everybody leaving him, to about 300 years or more later on in, in life, after 300 years later all of a sudden, that, that when the emperor of Rome declares Christianity legal all of a sudden? What? No Bible? No, no, no. What, what had to happen? What happened there? Well, here's how it unfolded in John chapter 20. Early on the first day of the week while it was still dark, Jesus had been crucified and two men had wrapped, the, wrapped up the body um, in the tomb 
They wrapped them. So, so, you know, so it didn't make sense that because these two women are going on Sunday to go wrap the body and put spices on it. But it says already two men already went and did it. Why? Because women know they ain't do it right. They didn't do it right. There ain't no way they did it right. We got to go fix it, the men's mess, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so anyway, he showed up. But, but, but they did, we need to properly do this burial. It, it, but, but see, because they were trying to hurry because it was Passover. So from Friday night to Saturday night is Passover. From sundown to sundown is Passover. So that was getting, that Friday afternoon was getting close. So they just wrapped him up and put him in there. She came in there, saw he was gone. So she came running to, Saint, to Simon Peter. And the other disciple was John, which was John. And which is the one who Jesus loved. And said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. Does that sound like, oh, he resurrected? Oh, he's raised from the dead, guys. We need to go check. Uh-uh. They've taken. Somebody stole the body. They didn't believe that he was going to raise from the dead. He talked about it, but they just didn't understand it. But they did not believe. It said, matter of fact, it says they did not believe the women. It was, they said it was nonsense. It seemed like nonsense to them. And then they said... You know, and then they, I don't know who they are she was talking about. Maybe it was the, you know, the, 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 uh, the guards out there. The same, but, you know, but whenever you guard a tomb like that, if you do something with the body, you can be killed. But they said, you know, um, they say they've taken the Lord. They have taken um, the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. Nobody ran around at that time saying, he's risen from the dead. He arose. He arose. No, nobody's, nobody went marching singing that. They said he's dead. Somebody's moved him. Where's he at? We love this man. And somebody stole his body. The, the people brought us this story of the resurrection sheepishly. They thought he was dead. And when they came running, nobody said, praise God. There's been a resurrection, just like he said. They listened to the woman, and they said, you're crazy. And then they went and ran. And said, so Peter and the other disciples started out to the tomb. Both were running. John, so, he's so about himself. They both, well, you already heard it. It says, you know, they, they, they both they told Peter and the one whom Jesus loved. The only place in the Bible, if I hadn't told you this before, the only place in the Bible where it says John was the one who, the beloved who Jesus loved, is only in John's book. You won't find that nowhere. He thought he was a favorite. Okay? So they were both running, and the other disciple outran Peter to the tomb. I can run faster than you. It says he outran him to the tomb. He bent over and he saw the strips and the linen line there but did not go in. Then Peter, Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. Why do you think that happened? Why did Peter go in first? Because upon Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. He needed to be the one to see. He needed to be the one to go in there and say, you know what, I've seen it. God's going to build a church upon me. I'm the, upon this rock I will build the church. And he saw the strips lying there and the cloth around the head that had been folded. And you know, you've heard the story probably where it says, you know, when the, the old man who said there was a store, a napkin, that whenever the, the, the servant would go out, the servant couldn't go in until the, the king was finished. But whenever he would, if he saw that the, 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 the fo, fo, napkin was like wadded up and thrown on the table, then I'm done. But if the, if the napkin was folded neatly, it means I'm coming back. I'm not done yet. So when they saw, when they saw the, the napkin folded properly, that's when it hit them what's going on. That's when they're like, oh, snap. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It says the cloth was still lying in its place, separated from the linen. 
He was very specific. He made a cloth line in its place right where his head was at, folded neatly. And the other disciples who reached the tomb. And John, the author of John, here's what it says. He said, he saw and then he believed. Before that, he didn't believe. He saw it and believed. Who did they see? They saw Jesus. Jesus, Jesus came and Jesus appeared to over 500 people over the next several days and weeks. John 20, 19 to 21. The sun, then Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. Suddenly, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be to you, he said. And he spoke, and he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. And they were filled with joy, and they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, now I am sending you. In the message of this, of this resurrection, the followers went out and began to, pro, be, began to say, Hey, I need to tell you all about a good Samaritan. They didn't say, Hey, you need to love one another. No, they went into the streets and said, He's alive. He's resurrected. What he said was true. He's not a liar. And what he said, he's alive. I've seen him myself. They proclaimed that Jesus had risen from the dead. And after Jesus rose from the dead, and they did not expect the resurrection, they all went and hide after he died. A bunch of cowards. They all followed Jesus, and it wasn't enough. They didn't preach about his principles. They didn't preach. The book of Acts actually says that, that they went into the streets in Jerusalem, and they had a four-point message. You know that? Had a four-point message. They went out. These same cowards. Do you know Jesus? Uh-uh. I don't know who he is. Now, all of a sudden, he's dead. He rose from the grave, and now all of a sudden, this crazy authority rose, rises up in them. They know he's alive. They know he's not a liar. They know it's true. They got a four-point message. They went out and preached. They said, you killed him. You cried, crucify him. You cried, crucify him. Point number one, number two. God raised him from the dead. He said God would raise him from the dead. He raised from the dead. Point number three. He is alive. I have seen him. Point number, point number four. Now say you're sorry. Okay, maybe they said repent and be baptized, but that's what I heard when I read it, okay? Peter said, you killed the author of life, but raised him from the dead. And they said, what shall we do? And that was Acts 3.15 and Acts 2.38. He says, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of your sins. If we, if we have some people um, sign up this week, we, can, we don't have to, if you're not prepared for it next week, we can, we can do it another time. But if you want to sign up out front for, for baptism, you get saved today, you think about that, or you want to get baptized, you have to be baptized, we're going to have a baptism right here next Sunday. And we want you to be a part of it. If you want to sign up out front at the guest services at the service. But here in conclusion, the, the resurrection of Jesus solves this mystery. That, that it's not about everything he said. It's that he's alive. And because he's alive and we serve him because he's alive, we do everything he said. We, I think Christianity today has gotten away from it's all about Jesus. To where it's all about the church. It's all about outreach. It's all about, it's all about love. It's all about you know, this and that and the other. Unity. No, it's about Jesus. We've forgotten that. And we've got to get back to it's all about Jesus, that he's alive. 
And we're talking to people. You can talk about all these great things that he said, and that's wonderful. But when you're coming to Christ, when they're coming to Christ, you know what? There's a lot of good things that, 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 that Gandhi, what his name is, Gandhi said, and, 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 and Muhammad, there's a lot of good things that they said, but that, he's not, they're, they're dead. So it's not about the good things that he said that we live by today. It's the fact that he's alive, that he was dead. He promised he, he was alive. The resurrection punctuated that forgive. Then we say, because he's alive, you're forgiven for your sins. Because if he was never alive, you would never be forgiven. If he just died, you know what happened. They were done. If he would have stayed dead, we would, have, we would never have heard about him today. If he would have stayed dead, we would not be here today. But because he rose from the grave, they believed. Let me tell you, when someone predicts their own death and predicts their own resurrection and then pulls it off you better believe in that that guy you know what i'm saying really and it's proven it's in the history books we're still talking about it three years he talked and he died and rose three days later that he's gone never went more than 30 miles and today we're still here that is miraculous the bible is the number one bookseller of all time it doesn't make sense why? Because he arose. The reason you can trust that he arose from the dead is because there's no explanation that people saw him. There were eyewitnesses. Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, James, Paul, all of them, Paul, they all, they all saw. Now we can believe. Yeah, but, but how do you know that? Well, you know what? I don't know that nobody really saw Abraham Lincoln. I don't know that anybody really saw, you know, Martin Luther King. I wasn't there. I'm just having to believe what historians say and what people who say they saw him, right? So how come we can believe that era of time, but if we go back before the era of time, why well, we question that? An eyewitness is an eyewitness. So here's what it means to us, that if you become a Christian or you're a Christian today, there is hope. Your hope is not in vain. And when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and I am the life, that means he arose and he was resurrected. And that means when we die, we will be resurrected. And there is life, life after death. Life after death. And it means that the people that you've lost, you will see one day in heaven. And no matter how bad your church experience is, don't base it on other Christians. Yeah, there's hypocrites in that church. Well, there's hypocrites where you work at, too, but you still go to work every day. There's hypocrites in, a, in, a, in Walmart. There's hypocrites at work. There's hypocrites at the beach. There's hypocrites everywhere. But they say they're this, but they're not. There's, there's salesmen. They say they are, but they're not, but you still buy stuff, you know? So we got to believe this because God is not a liar. He died for your sin, and he rose and showed himself to 500 people. Hello, Muto. If you could come play something for me real fast. I want to read this to you, and then we're going to pray. I read this on Facebook yesterday, and then somebody sent it to me shortly after that. It said, he received 39 stripes because 40 was known to kill a man. They wanted him alive. They held handfuls of his beard and hair and pulled out from the roots. They wanted him alive. They kicked and they punched him and they spit on him for hours until there was not a single spot on his body 
that was not covered in blood. They wanted him alive. They shoved a crown of thorns down his head so harshly that it stuck in his skin. They wanted him alive. After hours of being beaten, mocked, whipped, flogged, and tortured, they made him walk with a cross. They made him carry it. A rough piece of wood with splinters digging into his flesh and wounds. They wanted him alive. They couldn't, they wanted him to feel every ounce of pain that they could bring him. They had to feel it in order, he had to feel it in order to heal us. Crucifixion was historically one of the, the cruelest, most tortured deaths a human could face. Hours upon hours of torture. Torture most of us could not mentally think of, and the cruelty is not even normal. It isn't something our minds can comprehend. We celebrate Easter with pastel colors, happy children hunting eggs and chocolate. Truth is, there was absolutely nothing happy about the day that Jesus died. He was, it was cruel, it was bloody, it was nasty. He could have stopped it all at any time. He could have called an angel from heaven to, to demolish every person standing and shouting, crucify him, but he didn't. Because he had to be in the flesh the whole time. He knew that in order to have a Sunday, you have to have a Friday. He knew that in order to have, you have to care, in order, he knew in order to have joy, you have to carry your cross. He felt everything that day. He felt how your hurt, heart was broken wide open that you had to watch your baby die. He felt how heavy your life was when you, when you were staring down the barrel of a gun wondering if the, the man called you, call, calling you your husband would shoot you. He carried the weight of the burden that you, that, that you, you felt when since your spouse died and life hadn't seemed right since then. On that cross, he, he held the rapists and their murderers and the sinner and the saint in his hand. He leveled every play, playing ground and said, all of you are worth it. He knew he had to carry the cross. He never promised the cross that you would carry would not be heavy. His wasn't. But he promised that sun, Sunday was coming. No matter how heavy Friday is financially, emotionally, mentally, or physically, Friday is so heavy. That cross is heavy weighing you down that you're about to crumble up under its weight. His promise is simply this, that you won't have to carry it alone. What kind of king would step down from his throne for this? Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, did for you. He did every bit of it for you and for me. Oh yes, it was heavy. Yes, it was bad. So heavy, sometimes you don't want to think that you could take one more step. But look up, because Sunday is coming. He died for you. He was bruised for your transgressions. He had 29, like I said, 39 stripes, because they, they, had, they had said that 40 would kill somebody. They wanted him alive, this, all this pain. They wanted the worst torture ever. And when he died, his movement died with him. But when you arose, these same guys that said, oh, I don't know who he is. Once they saw he was alive and they saw that he was telling the truth and he was who he said he was, all of a sudden, these guys went to their grave, tortured, 
Paul, they crucified Paul, and he said, you know what? Please crucify me upside down on a cross. I'm not worthy to be dying like the way Christ did. Every one of these 12 all of a sudden raised up, went out. Peter went out that weekend, and, 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 and 3,000 people got saved after, after, after the um, Pentecost. People, they went, they went out like crazy. They went out saying, he's alive. And I want you to know that he's alive today. No matter how heavy your burden is, no matter how heavy your, your Friday is, maybe you're in a Friday today spiritually. You're under the weight of the world. You're under a heaviness and a weight that you feel like, I can't take this. It's so heavy. It's so heavy. I can't do it. But I want you to know today is also now Sunday. And he's alive. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, please? Hallelujah. <clears throat> God, I submit to you in the name of Jesus. Touch your people. I want to ask right now, is there anybody in this room on this Easter Sunday that would say, Pastor Doug, I backslid on God, I want to come to Christ, or I want to come to Christ for the first time, and I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I didn't realize, I don't, I, I, now I see, now I see. It's not about all the people, that are. That I, it's, it's not about all that, it's about Him. And I want to go to heaven. I want to receive Christ today. I want to turn my heart and life to him. I want to use this day to my benefit. This is the day. How sweet it is to be able to accept Christ on the day that he rose from the, day, the dead that we celebrate. Is there anybody in here at all that would just raise your hand? Say, I want to receive Christ today. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up. I just want you to raise your hand. and Say, I want to receive Christ. I know the kids in the back are going to receive Christ. Anybody in here today want to receive Christ? I'm just going to wait just a moment let you think about it. If your heart's beating fast and you're kind of uncomfortable, you want to squirm a little bit, that means you need to raise your hand. Would anybody raise your hand today? Amen. I see that hand. I see those hands. Amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you for your boldness. Anybody else want to raise your hand? Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There's three. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. I see your hands. You can put them down. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm not going to wait long. I'm not going to beg you. I want you to come to Christ. You got three or four right there. Anybody else? Real quick. I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to close. This is your chance. One last time. One last call. Okay. Well, let's all pray this prayer if we could because all of us you know being a Christian even this morning I prayed the sinner's prayer this morning I said, just because it's today I just wanted to because of today's the day and I know I'm a Christian but I said Lord I just want you to forgive me just because I, I want to repent again today you know I know I don't have to because your grace is so wonderful and you're so it's so good but I want to just out of symbolics of what you did today so let's all pray this prayer along with these three or four individuals that they have changed their life today so they can not feel like they're praying by themselves and I don't want to embarrass them so if we just can all pray this dear Heavenly Father I love you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to, to die on the cross for me. Thank you that he died on the, uh, and rose from the third day. And he's alive in heaven today. Coming into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. I turn from my wicked ways. I, rena I renounce the sin in my life. I'm going to do my best to serve you. I know I'm not perfect, 
but I'm not going to give up. And I'm going to ask forgiveness when I do. I'm a sinner. But I accept you as my Savior today. Thank you for your sacrifice. Be with me. You are my Lord. You are my King. I'm a Christian. Today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So let's rejoice with the angels today. Amen. There's, there's a few books there on the back, that ta back table back there um, that ha that for, for new beginnings. That for, for you, if you just received Christ, you can pick one of those books up on that back table back there. Um, I would love to talk to you. We'd love to get with you because we're going we're gonna to have a, a new uh, Christian class here before too long. If you want to come on a Saturday or something and we can just help you through the process. I want to be your pastor. Don't just, don't just take this situation and get saved today and then go and go back to your old. Let me help you. Call me. Talk to me. Text me. And let me help you. I want to mentor you. I want to help you any way I can. As you struggle through this, I want to struggle with you. I want to be here for you. I want to be your pastor. So I just pray that, that you, you go forward. And know you don't, don't, don't put so much pressure on yourself that you feel like you, you're going to try to be perfect. Because you won't be perfect. You will fail. We fail. I fail. So if the pastor fails, you know you're going to fail too, right? So, so I want you to know. I want you to rise up and do the best thing. And let, me, and let me know how I can help you any way possible. And everybody else, I want you to go out and talk about how Jesus is alive. And why we celebrate Easter. It was a wonderful day. I pray that you come back next Sunday. You're such a big deal to me and you're a bigger deal to God. And I'm so thankful for yesterday. That was wonderful. But I'm more thankful for today that souls were saved. So happy. So listen, say hey to each other, talk a little bit. They'll be moving outside around. We can, we can go around that, that out there in the back back there. And the kids will go put a foam. And the woman said it's going to fill that whole thing up with foam over there. It's going to be kind of, I don't know what it's going to look like. Get your cameras ready. It's going to be crazy. So we're going to have a good time. The kids are going to win some prizes out there and all that. So go spend a few minutes. Would you let your kids play a few minutes if you would. And then go celebrate Easter. God bless you. Have a great day.